0: You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. I've moved around a lot in my life. And one of the times when I moved was uh, I'd been married a few years and my wife Shelley and I decided to move to, uh, to northwest Louisiana. We lived in southern Ohio at the time and um we uh, got ready to make the move and we were young i'd have been married a few years about three years and had no children yet and didn't have a lot of the uh i don't know uh, you accumulate a lot of things over the years and we haven't we hadn't accumulated a lot of things yet and um we had enough stuff to really fill up one of the small u-haul trailers and uh, we had a few things we couldn't uh take with us and because we just didn't have enough room in that small and we were you know, attaching the, the pulling the small U-Haul trailer behind a, a little car. So it wasn't like we had a moving truck and, and a pickup or anything like that. And we were halfway across the country. And one of the things we had to leave behind was a couch. Now we had a, a friend who was a, part, a friend of the family, but also was a neighbor and lived just a couple of houses down from us. And um, and let's just say his name is John. And John said that he would uh, sell the couch for us and and send us the money. And he said he knew he could get at least like 150 bucks and he could very very certain he could probably get at least 200 for this couch and um we said yeah that'd be great man if you can if you could do that take the couch and uh and sell it and then just send us the money and um you know, I, I over the next you know we moved and you got everything to get settled in about a month later you know i kind of tried to touch base with john he couldn't get a hold of him and tried again a couple weeks later and tried again and after about three months, I just kind of gave up. And you know what I did? I forgave that whole deal. I mean, I don't know if he kept the couch, if he needed the money. You know, he he he, and, and, and his wife at the time had had t- a couple of small children, and I'm like, you know, maybe he just needed it. So what I did is just forgive that. Now, you fast forward about a decade, and I'm back in town there, and I'm visiting with our family because my wife's family is all from that area. And I'm there with my brother-in-law, and actually this, this John actually worked with are for my brother-in-law, and um and they and he had like a home like a business like a garage business in his home, and so I'm I'm sitting there at the at the at the table in the kitchen and I'm talking with my brother-in-law and John comes in and he looks at me and there's this look on his face of just sheer um I, this is awkward I'm 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 uncomfortable. And I just like, I tried to make, I didn't, you know, I didn't even bring it up. I just said, hey man, how's it going? How's the kids? How's the family? How's life? And that's cool. And he asked me, you know, at this point we had a a child, uh, our oldest Christian had been born by this point. And, and we kind of caught up a little bit there for about 15 or 20 minutes and John left. And when he left my brother-in-law, I'll never forget this. He just looked at me with this look of like, like almost shock and awe. And he's like, wow, you're way nicer than I would have been. Did you did you forget what happened? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, with the couch. I'm like, oh no, I didn't forget the couch. I I forgave him for the couch a long time ago, um, and he's like, oh wow, that's that was. That was, it was really awkward here, and you are so comfortable with this whole thing. It's like, no, I didn't forget what happened. Uh, if I had forgot what happened, I wouldn't bring it up now, I'm like, you know, 30 something years later. <laughs> but, 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 it, but, but I had to forgive so that I could move forward. And being mad at someone, uh, but treating them with kindness and forgiveness, it's not being fake. A lot of times you're like, well, I don't want to treat them nice because I don't want to be fake. I'm mad at them. I'm angry at them, and I don't want to be fake. So you can be mad at someone. You could actually have an anger, a, a, a right, you have a right to be mad when somebody wrongs you. You do. But treating them with kindness and forgiveness, it's not being fake. It's actually a way of living focused on what really matters. And in this current situation we 're in uh, in our culture and in our world for months now and and it just just i 've just been really reevaluating a lot of things and maybe you 're like me and maybe you 've been re- reevaluating a lot of things as well so the question is what really matters? Think about that context of that that story that that true story of of what happened with me and the couch and the and, and the money and the friendships and the you in know, re- and, and the relationships and what really matters so this is week two welcome to our series we're calling final stretch and we're all in the final stretch of some kind maybe for you it's a semester or finals or uh, a, a, maybe it's a job or a stage of life maybe you're in the final stretch of your teens or your 20s or your 30s your 40s your 50s uh, maybe you would even say you know what steve i'm, I'm at the final stretch of, of everything and all of us, well, prayerfully, all of us are in the final stretch of this coronavirus pandemic. We don't know. I mean, we don't know. Some some experts say we're just at the beginning, and some say, well, it's it's really looking like we're going to start heading towards a you know a final stretch soon. And and really, all we know is we're in the midst of it. Uh, but but prayerfully, we're like, man, I, we pray. Man, Could we please, Lord, be in the final stretch of this coronavirus pandemic? And that's our prayer. Lord, would you heal us? Would you deliver us from this? But if we're going to finish strong in any area of life, followers of Jesus, if we're going to finish strong in any area of life, we need to make sure we keep Jesus the subject. And so that's what we're all about here. We want to keep Jesus the subject. And so Jesus has a lot to say about forgiveness. So we're going to look at one story where Jesus tells us he tells a story to his disciples in the Bible said Matthew 18 if you want to turn there, Matthew 18 verses 21 through 35. So let me give you the backstory while you're while you're what you're finding that uh, Jesus and his disciples they're traveling around they're sharing the good news they're they're healing sick people casting out demons even and Jesus told him he's going to be betrayed by one of them he's like telling them okay the end's going to come I'm I'm going to be taken away I'm going to be betrayed by one of you guys I'm going to be crucified I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be executed and in the midst of this the questions never stopped on the one hand he was a rabbi and his his disciples his talmudim they're always asking questions that's how that's how this worked they would ask questions he ask questions. It's a a question and question and storytelling and questions is how it works. But also they're in this final stretch of time and they just have all these questions uh, uh, that are coming. So they had to be overwhelmed. They're in their final stretch of their time with Jesus, present with them. And Jesus wants them to finish strong, to keep moving forward. And he wants us to to, to be able to say, hey, we finished strong and to keep moving forward in whatever our final stretch is. So Matthew eighteen verse twenty one. Peter came. Peter's one of the disciples came to Jesus and asked him, "Lord, how should I? For, how many, how often should I forgive someone?" who sins against me seven times no not seven times jesus replied but 70 times seven therefore the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him in the process one of his debtors was was brought in who owed him millions of dollars he couldn't pay so the master ordered him to be sold along with his wife his children and everything he owned to pay the debt but the man fell down before his master and begged him, "'Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all.' Then his master was filled with pity for him, compassion, and he released him and forgave his debt. And when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time, "'Be patient with me, and I will repay it,' he pleaded." then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt that's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart jesus teaches this and what he's teaching us is forgiveness isn't necessarily forgetting but it's a must if you're if you're going to be able to move forward now this is our big idea for today Our big idea is forgiveness isn't necessarily forgetting, but it is a must if you are to move forward. Now, you may be thinking, Steve, with everything else going on, is this forgiveness thing really important right now? And I get it. I get it. There's a lot going on and and a lot to think about. But some of this about forgiveness can get heavy, and, and I believe it's very timely for us. Because we're all trying to move forward, and one of the biggest things for me that has held me back from moving forward in life, through what, through anything, has been a lack of forgiveness on some level. So let's get dig, dig deeper and, and build on this big idea. Let's talk about first of all the reality of forgiveness. The reality of forgiveness. Now, say there's two brothers. They're playing in the backyard, and they're wrestling around, and they're you know wrestling like like you know like TV wrestling, like they're pretending to throw each other against the ring ropes, and and pretending, but they're actually like grappling. There's no punching and kicking, but they're they're grappling around and wrestling around. And say the younger brother, these are two children. Younger brother says to the older brother, "I'm done. I'm t- I'm done with this." But the older brother says, "You can't be done because we're still in the middle of the match. You can't quit until the match is over." Right, I mean that's just reality. You can't just walk away in the middle of a wrestling match. So the younger brother, in the midst of a wrestle, twirl around, kind of grapple around, just swings a wild uh, hand, a wild punch, and punt, and actually hits his brother. It's technically an accident. His older brother in the nose, and the nose starts to bleed. Now the older brother, the the the. Sports entertainment wrestling turns into a real match when he shoves his younger brother down, jumps on top of him, and starts wailing on him to get his revenge immediately. You hit me for real. There's real blood, and I'm com- coming after you, right? Now, <laughs> okay, that, that's not necessarily a made-up story that actually happened, not with my boys, but with myself and my brother when we were kids. Um, the reality is we often want revenge far more than we want forgiveness, Especially in the moment. We want revenge far more than we want forgiveness. The truth about forgiveness is this. It's not easy. Now why do you think that is? Why can it be so hard to forgive? And I think it's this. The only time we have to forgive is when we've been hurt. Forgiveness can be difficult because you never have to forgive someone for something that doesn't matter. Now, Peter comes to Jesus asking him how many times someone should be forgiven. So Jesus gives him a little math problem. And so he's like, I came to you with a moral dilemma and you're giving me math. Come on, Jesus. But but he gives him a math problem. And then he tells him this story about a servant who owes a huge debt to his king. So here's Jesus on forgiveness. Here's the reality of forgiveness from Jesus in this story. First of all, don't keep score. Don't keep score. Peter, Peter asked, should I forgive seven times? Now, Jesus and his disciples were ancient Jews, so let's look at how ancient Jews would have understood this question. Oh, should I forgive seven times? On one hand, the rabbis taught that the law required you to forgive three times. When you forgive someone three times, the, law, the requirement of the law is fulfilled. What happens after that? Uh, who knows? But, but you're only required by the law to forgive three times, and you're good. But on the other hand, the number 7 was a a number that represented completeness and wholeness, like the full measure to an ancient Jew. And so when Peter asked this question, a part of it is like, well, maybe it's he and he knows Jesus. Jesus is like, well, the fulfillment of the law is actually it's actually about going to a, to a, 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 a you know, a, a higher level, going to going an extra step. So he's like, maybe it's not do I comp- you know fulfill the 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 requirements of the law? But is it that I go to what it, to a completeness of forget like even beyond what the law requires? To it to a fullness, the full measure. And I wonder if Peter is having a specific issue that prompts him to ask Jesus. If you go back a little bit, they're asking you know just a few verses before this, they're asking Jesus, who's the greatest in the kingdom? You know, and it's like well he you know. James and John are over here thinking they're the greatest in the kingdom. Does he have something specific, some issue in mind to ask Jesus to define the full measure of forgiveness? I don't, I don't know. But I know this. Jesus replies 70 and 7. Now some scholars say seventy and seven is seventy plus seven, which is the number seventy-seven. And others say, well, seventy times seven, like we read today in the New Living Translation of the Bible, and seventy times seven is four hundred and ninety. And so the question then is, well, which which is it? And and that's not the point. The point is, it, it's not a magic number. It's not Jesus saying you forgive seventy-seven times and you're good. Are you? Are if you will forgive someone four hundred and ninety times, that's all you need to do. What seventy times seven is? It's not a magic number. It means the full measure it means it means you don't keep score it means you don't keep count it's like whenever i say you know i've told you a million times do not exaggerate this is the kind this is, this is saying i've told you 70 times seven times do do not exaggerate that's it it's do not keep score a second thing that Jesus was, is saying to us about the reality of forgiveness is you've got to set aside your anger. Set aside your anger. In the story that Jesus tells, the servant asks for patience. Now, the, now this was originally written in Greek. And so it's good to understand how some of these words translate and, and go back and look at them because this is an interesting word for Patience in Greek is macrothomeo. And again, I'm not a Greek scholar, so if I pronounce it wrong, you know, don't blast me, just, you know, but, but if you do, I can take it. <laughs> macrothumeo is, is this compound word. It's macros, which means long or, or big, uh, you know, big, long, and thumos, which means passion and wrath. Literally, it, it's breathing hard. Thumos is, <sighs> Thumos. So macrothumeo is the great description for what it means to set aside your anger and grant forgiveness, to have patience. It's take a long, deep breath. <sighs> please be patient with me. Please, instead of all of this that you're, that all of this, the the this, this you're bringing on me because I owe you this debt. How about? Would you please just? <sighs> macrathameo, take a long deep breath. Jesus says set aside your anger, take a long deep breath. Now another thing about the reality of forgiveness that Jesus gives us is that here's here's the reality. God God is the, our example, and God forgives an inconceivable debt. God give, forgives an inconceivable debt. Now, in Jesus' story, the king who represents God in the story uh, forgives an advisor who has embezzled as a large amount of money. It's it's and if you look at old school translations, the word talent is there, and it's 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 a ten thousand talents. And this is about and 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 in study I found that that a talent is about a year's wages so so fifteen years' wages is a talent, and so times ten thousand he owes ten thousand talents it's like a hundred and fifty thousand years worth of debt it's millions of dollars like <coughs> excuse me that like we read today millions of dollars literally it is it's it's tons of silver uh if you look at it it's it's you know it, 3, 375 tons of silver something like that and, and so it's like it, it's just it's inconceivable it's inconceivable to us in this culture it's inconceivable big time in that culture and then the king representing God in the story forgives the debt it's inconceivable and he keeps using that word and I, and I think he does know what it means actually he didn't use it I, I threw it in there but still nice um, little princess bride reference for you there so there you go reality of forgiveness and one more thing when we look at this, Jesus would say the reality of forgiveness is this. How we treat others matters. How we treat others matters. It matters to God. In the story, Jesus says the king is angered about this servant's lack of patience and forgiveness, his lack of macrothameo, with the fellow servant. Seemingly, he's even more angry about him way he treated his fellow servant than he was about the original debt that was owed to him. So as God forgives us, he expects that we treat others the same way. Those who are forgiven must forgive. Colossians 3.13 says you must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Jesus says don't keep score. Set aside your anger. Take a deep breath. God forgives you an inconceivably huge debt, and how we treat others matters. Forgive others the same way God has forgiven you. But even in understanding this, even when we go, okay, I see the reality of forgiveness here, but, but we still may find ourselves asking why? Because that's human nature, right? Why? Why though? They hurt me. It re- they really did this to me. Why? You know. So, what are the reasons for forgiveness? Let's talk about some reasons for forgiveness. You know, someone hurt me deeply. Uh, actually, I've been hurt deeply a few times in my life, and this is not a pity party or a woe me thing. It's just, you know, just, a, and I'm not even going to give you the details. But someone who hurt me deeply because of misunderstanding. Years later, we were able to meet up and have lunch, and and they said, hey, "Man, Steve, I, about what happened. I'm sorry. Uh, there was some misunderstandings, and it probably could, it definitely could have been handled." different and, and and better and I want to ask for forgiveness and I already have said so, uh, absolutely I forgive you because I already forgave you forgave you all back you know why why forgive why did you why did you forgive why forgive that's the question well reason number one to to forgive is this to have inner peace I mean I want peace in my life and I I, I believe you probably do too I want peace not bitterness. When I refuse to forgive someone, when I carry a grudge, I suffer more than they do. The truth is, when you refuse to forgive someone, they own you. And, and, and it's this kind of, own, they own you, and like, like they don't even know they own you. It's on you. You hesitate to go anywhere they might be. You avoid any possible encounter with them. Uh, and, and the reason we don't want to forgive them is because we really want them to hurt like we hurt. And, you know, we'll even unfriend them on Facebook and we'll unfriend other people that they're friends with because we might see them like or comment on a post. And so the reality is we hurt ourselves far more than we ever hurt them by hanging on to bitterness. When you hold on to a grudge, it hurts you more than it hurts them. Forgiving them leads me to peace in my life. And 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 I want to have inner peace. You know, back to Colossians 3, verse 15 says, Let the peace that Christ gives you control your thinking. Because you were you were all called together in one body to have peace. Always be thankful. So let the peace that Christ gives control your thinking. So reason number two, why should I forgive? None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. Imagine if we lined up everybody in two lines. Over here on say, say on the, on your right side, uh, there's one line and we had everyone, everyone who's never ever hurt anyone. You've never wronged anyone, you've never wounded anyone physically or emotionally, even by accident. You've never hurt anybody, you never even hurt anybody's feelings over here. Now on the left, on uh, this other line, let's let's put the rest of us, okay? Uh, wouldn't we all be in that second line? I mean, wouldn't we all be over here? We all all need forgiveness at some point, and when we do, we want that forgiveness. We all at some point need forgiveness, and we want the forgiveness that we need. So how can we hold back from someone th- that which we ourselves would hope to receive? First John one ten reminds us, none of us are perfect. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. So, I wanna have inner peace. I gotta remember none of us are perfect. And a third reason, and maybe the the biggest reason to forgive, is that Jesus paid it all. And for some of you, when I was like, you know, taught when I say why forgive you just said because Jesus said to, and that's all you need. But a lot of people, that's not all they need. They need to dig deeper, and they need to understand, like, I can have inner peace. I can live with inner peace. I can come to this realization of reality, none of us are perfect. But here's the ultimate answer. Jesus paid it all. Jesus is our forgiveness. He is our forgiver. He is our forgiveness. First John 1, 9 reminds us, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus paid it all so that we would be forgiven, so that we could walk in forgiveness, so that we could give that forgiveness to others. Now, forgiveness isn't necessarily forgetting, because it, but it's a must if you're going to move forward. What is the road to to move forward? What is the road to forgiveness? That's, that's where we need to kind of take this home and, 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 and bring it to its fruition here because... When I think about me forgiving others, there's been a few times in my life where I've forgiven, I've forgiven others who, who never even asked for forgiveness. And I remember asking I on, I was on the other side too. I've been on the side where I asked for forgiveness and they said no, I'm not going to forgive you. And so I remember uh, having a phone call with my dad a, a long time ago and I was like, "Hey, I was, you know, I am dealing with this issue and and I've hurt, you know, hurt some people and I've been hurt and and I know and I understand I was talking about this very text. Jesus says forgive 7 times 70 and I get I understand that that to mean you're, you're to forgive every time but what do you do he doesn't say what do you do when they refuse your forgiveness uh what do they do when they haven't admitted that they need forgiveness and like they've never done anything wrong and and, and or if they did do something wrong they don't care and they still want to hold on to that what do you do my dad says you have to forgive you have to walk the road of forgiveness and if they and, and if if you have if you've asked for forgiveness and they said no, well then you need to forgive them for refusing to forgive you. You don't have to talk to them to forgive them. You don't have to be asked for forgiveness in order to give it, but you have to forgive if you're going to move forward. Is it possible that our struggle to forgive is that we don't really know how? Really? I mean, how do we forgive? The first thing we got to do, and this is where this is kind of where we really kind of get moving here. We have, you have to make a decision to forgive. If you're going to walk forward on, on the road to forgiveness, you've got to make a decision to forgive, because if I wait until I feel like forgiving, it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Emotional wounds don't heal themselves. We say that you know, we, we hear this. Time heals all wounds. It's not necessarily true. Time uh, actually, forgiveness over time brings healing to those wounds it's forgiveness over time that brings healing but you have to make a decision to forgive so because then the feelings can follow decide to forgive then the feelings can follow another step is you have to say the words i mean you at least to yourself you have to say it out loud i forgive you we really need to say the words i forgive you even if they never asked for forgiveness. And if they ask for forgiveness, we need to say it to them. Yes, I forgive you. Absolutely. And, but here's the thing. There's no point in stirring troubled waters. If you can't say, uh, I forgive you, you haven't really forgiven them. But there's no point in going, you know, hey, you were really a jerk to me and I forgave you. It's just, you know, forgive them. Say it out loud. But you don't necessarily have to say it to them uh, in order to move forward. But if you can't say, I forgive you, then you haven't forgiven A third step is you're going to have to forgive completely, completely. And that doesn't mean forgetting. See, I've done some embarrassing things. I've done some stupid things. I've done some hurtful things. And I'm thankful for the forgiveness I've received, but especially from God. I think about my life and and sin issues and and selfishness issues and how i treated others and how I've treated God. And, And I've done some embarrassing, stupid, and hurtful things, and God has forgiven me completely. And that's the same way he expects me to forgive others completely. Not that you forget, but you forgive completely. It's not the same it's not the same as, as, as forgetting. Now, there may be a possible step four, because this is where the forgetting thing comes in. You, re- you realize something. You may have to forgive repeatedly. You may have to forgive repeatedly. This is a possible step four. It, 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 because it, I may have to forgive someone the same offense more than once. Now, I'm not, now, this is not what I mean. I don't mean if you're in a relationship that's abusive. That you forgive every time you're abused. I think forgiveness is a part of that, but you don't have to stay there. Listen to me. If you're being, if he's hitting you, if she's cheating on you, you may need. You, you need to get out of that. You need to. You need to. You need to find some help. Get some counseling. Get some help and move out of that. It may be something that could be restored later, but you've got to stop. That's not what I mean. I mean, to forgive repeatedly means it's not because the offense needs repeated, needs forgiven multiple times or or because it's repeated. It's because I need to set aside my anger multiple times because I may wake up in the morning and realize this person has hurt me and it hurt me deeply or this group or, or, or even myself. And I wake up in the morning and I th- man, I thought I forgave them. I thought I forgave myself. Then why am I still dwelling on this? It's because forgiving is not necessarily forgetting. So you may have to forgive repeatedly. And what we have to discover is this. Forgiving is not the same as trusting. Forgiveness and trust are not the same thing. Forgive and forget, not necessarily true. Deep hurt is there and it's real and you don't forget that. You don't forget the deep hurt. Forgiveness is choosing to set it aside. But there's an important distinction, because forgiveness is granted, it's given, it's not earned. You can't earn my forgiveness. I have, to just, I have to give it to you. But trust can't be granted. Trust has to be earned. You have to earn the trust back. And I've had a few conversations where, some, where somebody would come and say, you know, she said she forgave me, but she still, uh, she still doesn't trust me. Well, brother, you've got to earn the trust back. You broke the trust. She, forgiveness and trust are not the same thing. Not the same thing. In Colossians 3, again, great chapter, Colossians 3, verse 13, the second half of that verse says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So what are the next steps? Well, do this. Is there someone in your life that you need to forgive? Someone, a group of people, maybe even yourself. Maybe it goes way back, or maybe it just happened. Do this. Clench one fist. Take your take your left fist and just clench it into a tight fist. Clench it. I mean tight. Clench it, clench it, clench it. Think about think I'm not trying to trigger you or anything, but 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 think about the, you know, the anger. Feel it in that fist. Feel the Feel the grudge you're holding on to it. You're there, you know. And then think, is there someone I need to forgive? And I'm and I'm just clenching my fist as as hard as I can. That lack of forgiveness, that 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 lack of forgiveness. That's what you're clutching right now. Now, now stop and focus on your clenched fist. How does it feel? Because mine feels horrible. It feels it, it hurts actually. I feel fingernails digging into my palm. My my hand is not meant to be gripped this tight, and it doesn't feel good at all. It's not just uncomfortable. It hurts hurts now you make a decision to release that forgiveness open your hand and say quietly i forgive you that's how it's supposed to feel feel that hand how it feels now that's how your heart should feel that's how your mind should feel when you forgive so you may have to do this practice literally think of someone clench your fist and take a long deep breath and say i forgive you and then now pray for God's help in the restoration process that's just begun. Father, help us to forgive. Help us to walk in forgiveness. Lord, so we're in we're in all kinds of situations in life. Some of us, Lord, college students, are trying to stay focused to have to finish out this semester because it's almost time for finals and there's papers to write and and there's even graduation, which is going to be completely different than it's ever been before. And and and, and, and and some some of us are struggling in the midst of this, Lord. And we're, but we're in this final stretch, and Lord there may be some unforgiveness that's holding us back from really really being able to move forward. Lord, some of us are in uh, job situations or relationship situations or financial situations or we're in all these kind of things, Lord, and we feel like Lord, we're we're kind of we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but how we how do we get there? In order, something holding us back in this—a lack of forgiveness—and so, Lord, we I pray now, Lord, that we would be able to let these things go and 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 not forget, but Lord, forgive completely as You've forgiven us completely, so that we can move forward in grace and peace that only You provide. Thank you, God, for Your forgiveness, Jesus. I thank You for forgiveness, and I pray right now that if there is anyone who is hearing hearing this message and and they have not experience the forgiveness complete and whole that that it comes through you Lord. i pray that right now that they would just stop and pray lord jesus i'm a sinner and i am sorry i want this forgiveness that you give me and know that in that moment that the forgiveness is there because you already gave it you already gave the forgiveness we just have to accept it and so we accept the forgiveness of our sins our selfishness in the name of jesus in jesus name we pray Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Next week, we're going to continue uh, the series. We're going to look at how to stay focused when so the struggle it gets real to do the right thing. And, and even we take a look at how, how the good can be the enemy of the great. Like we, we get doing the good things, but it can take us off of our focus and our final stretch. And it could be the enemy of getting to that great thing, which is getting to that, that goal that we have. So thanks for joining us. God bless. Grace and peace be with you. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.